Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Episode 410 presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Thought maybe after seeing that it was the Anaheim Ducks in town today that we might be talking about back-to-back wins, but clearly that's an issue. I don't know where to begin with this, Craig, because um, the excuses that are coming from the Sabres and Don Granado with their, you know, outchancing them and, you know, shots on goal and one for two in the power plays and uh, all the positives that we are taking from this game and that they are learning. That's you know, still it, oh, it's 0-2 against the Anaheim Ducks this year. We got to trust. We got to trust the process in the post game. Yeah, we got to yeah. trust trust the process. Well, I don't trust this process to be honest with you. Certainly, don't want to go and put this on the owner. But what I do know, Craig, is that after a season like this, when you have expectations like you have on this team and the players performing the way they performed last year, this coach gets fired after this game. This is a this is a fireable offense, but we're not firing anybody around here. We're not firing anybody around here. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. So you can, and, and, and listen, listen, I mean, I don't know. We're also dealing to... when we're dealing with a, a a young hockey team, and I understand oh. that. I think Don Granado spoke about that a lot, and I think Kevin Adams, when he speaks, speaks about this team needs to mature and they need to find ways, and and they're going to learn. But here's the thing: like Columbus Blue Jackets is the second youngest team in the league, and they spanked us what nine to four in our own building. You know, Anaheim Ducks is the fourth youngest team in the league. They beat us twice this year. That's the third worst team in the league. Beat us twice this year. I thought this th- that um, I thought that there was a lot of Sabers that played well today, and I know it's super frustrating to sit here and and talk about a loss because at this point, um, it is all about wins and losses, and I think that's kind of where uh, a lot of the media members, when they were speaking with Granado after the game, a lot of the media members are basically saying it's about two points. We've been hearing the same thing for 55 games. We've been hearing the same thing for years. At what point is it going to change? And, you know, Don's going to stick to his beliefs and he's going to stick to his positivity. And these guys will figure it out. They're going through that process. And we've heard the same cliches over and over. But at this at this point in time, like when I when I sit there and watch the game today and I'm sure many fans would agree with what I'm going to say is that there was a lot of really good hockey from some players on the ice. Not good enough, Craig. That's not No, hold on. No, no, no. You you understand something. I'm sorry. It's not. Okay. That's not good enough anymore. That's, that's what you get from a team that was like 30 points out of a playoff last year. And you know, you're, you're in the hunt, but you're, you know, you're just not there yet. This team 
This team was brought back again as the youngest team in the league. That's a we don't need to mass- go there. It was a colossal failure. We've it, we've stated that basically for the past six months. But let's let's try and find some sort of uh, different avenue here. Um, we can we can talk about the the colossal failure of putting this team together after after an incredible 2022-23 season, which I which the players and the fan base and I think everyone in this organization felt on a really good note, even though they 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 missed the playoffs by one point, there was a lot of players that flourished and had some great years. And that is the time where a management would start to say, now this is the time to add to these, to the youngest team in the league. I'm going to add pieces that is going to make this team a stronger team in, in, in a, in a multitude of areas. They didn't do that. But I, what I'm, what I'm thinking about when, when I look at and watch the Sabres right now, and I, I look at Zach Benson, oh my God, man, could you imagine, could you imagine how good Zach Benson would be? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase this because I thought about it the entire game. Could you imagine how good Jeff Skinner would be if he had Zach Benson's basically his heart and his and his knowledge of how to play the game? Did you watch Jeff Skinner today? Yeah, he's fucking embarrassing. It is it is beyond He's healthy too. Granado Granado confirmed he's healthy. And that was that was asked. That was asked because people are like, guess what? Jeff Skinner. What a what a beautiful offensive player, beautiful offensive player. But if he does not produce offense, he is the worst player on this team. If he does not produce offense, he is the worst. He is an anchor that is taking down this ship. If he does not produce offense, which he is not producing offense, Honestly, he creates he even nothing. Be in the lineup. I don't even like he just he just he shouldn't even be in the lineup. Terry Pagula should wake up. Give his head a shake. Walk down to that room because if he's watching like Kevin Adams is talking about like hey, he's actually watching and he's and he's up on what's going on. Yeah, he's giving input in the meetings and Yeah, giving input in the meetings. Well, if you've watched these games over the course of the last number of years, Jeff Skinner would be a healthy scratch every single night because I I don't give a shit about his offense. His offense, if he doesn't produce offense, he does nothing. He doesn't. He I have never seen a guy in this league that doesn't work. He does not work. He doesn't work in the back check. He doesn't want to work hard. When he works hard is when he get, when he receives puck in the offensive area where things are dangerous and believe me he's outstanding when he's in that position he's late in the a game very, down late in the game very down by a goal player. today and uh goes into the corner gets pushed off the puck so easily and then the puck's on the other side of the guy and he just kind of he stood there and waited yeah and and then, then he the just, puck came like, back then the back puck came check, back to him then he the doesn't puck even try back to back him. check he spun out of the corner and then he throws it back to nobody and it goes out of the zone. We, you will, this, this team with a $9 million player like that, 
I I will guarantee you we are, we will miss we will miss the playoffs in year 14 and 15. You mark my words. We will miss the playoffs with a 9 million dollar player that plays like he does. And I'm not I'm not doing the Jeff Jeff Skinner shit day because I've been doing I've been doing this for a long let's, time. Let's not do that. That's enough. That's enough for the Jeff Skinner. That's yeah. enough. You said it like you know what the thing is is that You know the funny thing is I was in Minnesota this week. I was in Minnesota this week and Jeff Skinner came up in a conversation that I had with another NHL hockey player, another NHL guy in Minnesota at a tournament. And we were talking about the Sabres. We were talking about like, because everybody around the league who doesn't really watch the Sabres, but they watch how many high-end draft picks they've had for so long, all of this super talent, all of this guy. And then they're all scratching their head going, what the hell's going on? And we start to bring up, you know, players on the team, the Tage Thompson's, you start to bring up Dylan Cousins, start talk about, you know, Owen Power, who struggled this year. And then all of a sudden it always comes around to, you know, your highest paid player, which is Jeff Skinner. And this player that I, that I was talking with spoke about a player that he knew when Jeff Skinner was playing in uh, Carolina. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan of the game. Not not saying not a fan of the person. Not a fan of how he plays the game. And Jeff Skinner is going to go through his NHL career and he's going to finish with a lot of goals and he's going to finish with a lot of points. But he's with how he plays, who he gets the lion's share of, of the premier ice time, this team is not going anywhere. So I don't know what you have to do. I was thinking about this today, and I brought it up to you this morning when we were having this conversation, just a quick conversation. You know, you like I would be giving up a first-round draft pick with Jeff Skinner just to move him because I think you will get better with, you know, moving out a player like him, you're, you're adding to your team. I, and, and again, I don't, I, I'm not sitting here, not saying that Jeff Skinner is not a great player in certain areas of the game. I think he's very high end, but for this team, the youngest team in the league to watch a player that makes $9 million perform like that, where like, Oh my God. There is not a player in this league. I would rather my players. You have a high school work. musical goal song. The the players on the on the team are probably having fun with this kind of stuff. But I will go to this and say that it's a joke. Jeff Skinner is making a joke of this. He's trying to have some fun with it. It's 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 an it's a fun thing. Hey, let's uh, you know, let's pick a song and uh, with my sister, and they come up with high school musical, and then once the boys on the team find out, they have their chuckle. But all of a sudden, now you have Jeff Skinner scoring, you know, you know, goals at home, losing and, games, and fucking high school musicals getting played. Yeah, high school musicals getting played in a losing game. Like yeah. how how fun? How is it a lot of fun now? Like. Well, that's that's my whole. It's point. like, is it is it fun when you, when it gets put on and you're down? I don't five, like five, I don't two. like the uh, the the goal song to begin with because now you're getting into individuals. 
I don't care about individuals. I care solely on team. And there's only one goal song. And I don't care what it is, but there should only be one goal song because there's only you're 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 a team, not individuals. I don't know. That's just I, my I, I, that's I my opinion. That's fine, but I can go either way on that one. I yeah, and so can and, I. So and, can and I. I don't listen, and I don't. I don't want to go and, and beat down uh, Skinner anymore. Yeah. Like we, okay. like we said, yeah. we weren't my, going to. My a bad. Few I'm just ago. watching him today. It, I know. Man, is he struggling I, and, and, right it, now? Listen, and I think I'm going to tell you something, Greg. I think you've opened up some people's eyes with the way you have spoken of Skinner in the last year and a half. On last year on. Um, uh, Shred and Reagan, you went on and shredded Jeff Skinner and you raised a lot of eyebrows and you r- shredded him here. Uh, some people agreed, disagreed, didn't like it, whatever. Um, don't really care, but that was your opinion. Yeah. And and I think you've opened up some eyes to people on that. But I think there's a know, ton it, of people that agree with what well, I, I say. There's a, and there's, I think there's, and a, there's a lot of people. You'll hear that more from disagree people that disagree. With, yeah, you'll hear more from people that disagree than people that agree because people are more likely to go on social media and actually bash you for something than actually go on and be like, oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. So um, moving on from that. Um, okay. can, I, can I add one more thing before we go on? And, and I have to get this out too. And it's, it's going to take you, it's going to take me less than 10 seconds. As much as I'm, talking some harsh words on Jeff Skinner and his style of play. And right now when he's not scoring, man, he doesn't bring a whole lot to this game. Okay. But I will say this, there are others on this team that need to find ways to be better. They need to find ways to be better. And And right now they're not playing great. They're not playing great. The whole line, Tage Thompson, I find he, I, I find Tage is working. I'll, I'll give that to him. He's struggling. He's bobbling pucks. He's over, overplaying shots, shots that he shouldn't be playing because he's forcing things. Um, Alex Tuck is far, far, far too good with the package that he has physically and his abilities. He is not playing well enough. Well, why has Granado tinkered with this line at all this year? Like he, you know, you've had, you've been trying to move Tuck around, you've moved Thompson, you've moved Skinner. I mean, like what, why touch that line at all? There's, I don't know. I don't know, but I will say this. Like you can't ask Alex Tuck to go and try and rejuvenate Casey Middlestad and Jordan Greenway. And then all of a sudden go back and now try to rejuvenate Jeff Skinner. I know, but it, well, that's that's my whole point. So when, it's like when Alex it, Tuck was playing with with uh, Jordan Greenway, and you know let me tell hard, you, let do you me know how you hard it must be for these guys to play with Jeff Skinner? Do you want to know why Tage is struggling? You want to know why Tuck is struggling? They can't figure out how Jeff Skinner is going to play. He has the puck in the corner and he throws it out of the zone. Like because why? Because he's afraid to get fucking buried in the corner. No, it's not that. He just doesn't work. Go and watch him. Like, literally, I will ask everybody on this podcast that listened to the podcast, if you have an extra 30 minutes of your day and you want to sit and go over and watch the Sabres game, I I dare you to go and watch Jeff Skinner's uh, um, video. Let's. I so- dare you to watch that. I dare, uh, uh, you know, Matt Ellis and, and Jason Christie and the coaching staff 
to sit there and have a conversation with Jeff Skinner about his shifts. Are you shitting me right now? So, so Matt Bovey, um, who works on TV here in Buffalo, WKBW. I honestly have to forgive me. I don't. I don't know if that's four or seven. I know it's not channel two. I just don't know if it's four or seven. So I think it's seven. I think. But anyway, so the point is, this is what he recorded. Uh, and he tweeted out, he said, I'll let you tell me if you agree or disagree with the sentiment from Don Granado. And I'll let you hear it. And you tell me what you think, Craig. Without respect, what's the point of last season to be part of the playoff rush, to, to push, to have them learn what it took to be in a playoff race? Um, and yet they haven't learned that or have they learned that this is a process so so they're in the process of learning it this is the obvious you would hope they would have learned it right and and you'd you hope it and you know you, i can remember us talking last year you, you can't forecast i'm not in the forecast business you wanted me to forecast this season back then and and there's too many elements uh throughout the league injuries being one of them and 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 but there's just too many elements and you're in the middle of this process and you know our our responsibility is to make sure we're again we're 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 getting better so when we get through this we're, we're going to be a, have a better product by going through any adversity any challenge um and the good indicator for us is we're getting we're getting better in the areas we've targeted that we needed to get better in from last year now uh you know, the scoring the 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 scoring obviously john i mean why not well i mean well, john why we're john we can state the obvious and that's and that's another obvious that we're, it's all about winning uh at the end of the day but there's areas that were targeted that we needed to progress in. We're getting, we've gotten a lot better in those areas. And then, and obviously the numbers show what's, what's, what's not there is what we know this team. And we've come to know this team as being very good at scoring, right? It's all going to come back at some point and the foundation is going to be stronger. Does, does the mindset need to change though? I mean, given what you just said to John, I know the team is different, but today felt a little bit like a game last year. And a lot of times last year, you guys did outscore your mistakes, but that has not been a consistent theme this year. So if it's not a consistent theme. Does the mindset or the approach need to change if that's not something that can be done, I guess, as easy as it once was? Before he answers, I'll just say that everything needs to change, Matt. Everything needs to change. Good question. Psyche might need to change. I don't think the mindset or the approach needs to change. The psyche. That's feeling a little bit better, you know, a little bit better about your scoring touch. And obviously that goes with scoring. You know that goal scorers and, you know, hitters in baseball and it, it's a feel thing. And and uh, the guys that I mentioned that had chances tonight, uh, you know, and, and we know they can they can do better. And um, again, it's it's, um, you know, so it's more of a psyche thing. I don't think it's, a, you know, a, a mindset or a, a different approach. I'm really confused by that whole answer. Well, it's 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 all about doing the dance, right? It's all about answering these questions. You do your dance. You stick to your your guns. Um, he he, you know, Don Don speaks well, and he 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 loves to go back and talk about how this t team needs to grow. They need to deal with you know tough situations, adversity, learn from them, and we're going to get better. We're going to be better on the other side. And the questions that the media should literally be asking over and over and over, well, Tage Thompson's been here for six years. Jeff Skinner's been here for six years. Dylan Cousins, 
has been here for four years. Uh, Middlestat's been here for six years. Alex Tuck is, is a new guy, but he's played here for three years. I mean, how many guys on this well, team? Darlene's been here for what, six years? Six or seven, yeah, six or seven years. Like, I mean, how how many of these guys? Kyle Laposa has been here for a bunch of years. Zemgus Gergensen has been here his entire time. That's my whole point. I know your whole point. Like right now, point. we're Jeff talking Skinner's been right here now. for a bunch of years. We're talking about teams trying to figure out how to win hockey games. Well, how about this? How about this? Just this team isn't made up the right way. Could that be? Could that be one of the reasons? Do you think? Paul Hamilton said this two months ago. This team is not constructed the right way. I 100% agree with that. What was that? Say that again. I'm sorry. I was reading all the comments from our tweet. No. Okay. I was just talking about, you know, Paul Hamilton um, stated something a couple months ago, just gave his opinion saying, you know, why is this team struggling? And he said that this team's not constructed properly. Period. Yeah. yeah. Well, You've been saying that for six years, so I've been saying this for a really long time. So, um, so I the last thing I'll say though, quickly, just before, uh, well, it kind of goes along with the first. So we sent out a tweet, recording in progress. What needs to be brought up? And Kyle writes the ridiculous post game comments from the head coach, and I, I agree. I'm I'm so embarrassed when every time this guy takes the podium, not of him, but of what he has to do. Yeah, I feel like, bad for him. I feel I, bad. I, for I really him. do feel bad. I feel for bad him. for him, and I feel like Kevin Adams like needs to honestly just step up and say I completely fucked this guy over because I put him in the in 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 the biggest position to fail, and we'll never know if he's actually capable of being a good coach or not because I haven't done my job at all to help him, and now everybody wants him fired. But he hold on, but back to Skinner though. I know he said we're not going to beat on Skinner, but he, you know he, this is a telltale thing. You know, we sit here and they ask him about Skinner and, and the conversation about Skinner in the post game should have been so much longer than it was. And it literally got about 30 seconds of airtime. And what I would have said is, you know, like when Don Granato was like, yeah, we definitely miss uh, Jeff Skinner when he's producing. How many players in this league don't produce? But their coaches are still like, oh, but he's a dog out there. He's trying. He's hard on pucks in the corner. He's forechecking hard. He backs check his back checks his ass off. He doesn't lay back off pucks. He blocks shots. Like if he's not scoring, he's not showing it on the bet. You know what I mean? You know what I, I know mean? exactly what you mean. Like, like Dylan Cousins struggled. Dylan Cousins struggled. Um, for, for, you know, some parts of the season. Okay. Going after he had his face ebbs, broken after. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. But when I watched Dylan cousins play, even in today's game he plays with speed, he plays with some jam, you know, he four checks hard, he back checks hard, and there's going to be games where he does not score or get a point but he is still very useful for the hockey team. Okay. And I do believe he's still pretty young, but Jeff Skinner, when you watch him play, when he doesn't produce goals or assists, 
this team's in big trouble because he gets lion's share of ice time. He gets the cookies. He gets the offensive zone draws. He gets the power play time. He gets uh, the opportunity to basically play with two of the very best players on the team and Alex Tuck and, and Dylan Cousins or in, in Tage Thompson. And when you have that ability to play with great players, and I think Jeff Skinner is a great player in a certain part of the game. When he's on, he looks fantastic. But when he's off, he it, he grossly hurts the team because it's like having only two forwards on the ice because he does not work at all. He is not physical. He does not. He is not. He is never first on the forecheck. There's no intensity in his in, in the way that he he drives plays, whether it's battling in the corner, whether it's um, losing a puck battle in the corner, but then sprinting after the guy to try and take that puck back away. And it's just, it's easy to play against. And when you're easy to play against, you lose tight games. Like today, like the Sabres dominated that game for, for, for parts of this game here today. But let me tell you, a lot of the a lot of the play was driven by Casey Middlestat, Dylan Cousins, and let me tell you, Jordan Greenway's not getting enough love from us, Petey. I don't care what anyone says. He's skating. He's skating. He's making plays. He's getting shots on net. You look at the young bucks, you look at Peyton Krebs at center with uh with uh uh, Turka and 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 Benson, holy jumping man! They were flying at times. They were fly on shit. They were constantly constant one after the other, just constant pressure and and working hard. You look at Zach Benson's goal that he scores today. Where is it? Directly in front of the net. I love to see that type of play. And I think fans can sit there and, 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 and appreciate that type of play. Even if they were to lose the game, you could sit there and actually see and understand, wow, the fans appreciate with the way that they worked. When you're watching Jeff Skinner play the game, Alex Tuck right now, hell of a hockey player, hell of a hockey player, but he's getting bounced around and pinballed around to try and support certain lines and he hasn't year, found his has. game either. Yeah. Yeah. These players are not stupid. These players are not stupid and they can see exactly what's going on and you shouldn't be stupid either. You get in a car crash. Don't be stupid. You call Salino law. You call 888-888-8888. Don't make any mistakes. Their effort doesn't get questioned. They're there to work hard for you every single day, every single shift. They're going to do whatever it takes to get you the most for your accident and your injuries. So if you've been hurt, you know who to call. Call the eights, Salino Law, 888-888-8888. Some of the comments coming in. People want the, the Sabres to clean house. What the hell does that mean? How many people in on how many people with the Buffalo Sabres have jobs no other organization would hire them for? Wow. You have people in roles here that would not have a title even remotely close to what they have here on an American League team. 
You want brutal honesty? And if anyone in the organization hears this, if they think it's them, well, that's their problem. They're probably right. Lots. And that, my friend, is why this team is in the situation it's in. Because you got people in positions they don't belong in. Some could say, as high as the general manager. Some could say the coach. Some could say the goalies. I mean, you could point that you you could go yeah, to scouting. I don't like I don't like doing that because number one, I'm just gonna just go right off. Don Granado is an NHL head coach. I've said this all year long. I've said this, and you've kind of maybe not, you know, quite yet to be seen, Craig. Yet to be seen. Well, listen. I mean, I think I think Don Granado has done. You know, when he came in and he was brought in, he did a really nice job galvanizing this group, gaining gaining the confidence. But right now, this team is in a situation that I do believe that there needs to be some change. There needs to be some guys moved out to bring in new energy, new blood, new life. And Are the playoffs and- lost. That's a yes, hell yes. Oh my god, they're not twenty-seven games left, and the season's over. They just lost to the third worst team in the league. They lost to them at home. They lost to them twice this year. We're talking about playoffs. There's no playoffs here. This is this is how many games are left? Twenty-seven games. This is a twenty-game tryout for next year. This is for Kevin Adams and Carmanos and whoever is making decisions down there to really take a hard look at what they have. Are they as talented and skilled as what we've been saying for for years? I know they're young, but are they as talented and skilled as what we've spoke about. Where are the holes? Where are the areas? Is the team constructed the proper way? Do we have a first line, second line, third line, fourth line? Do we have certain role players that will fit into this lineup and understand what their job is? These are things that Kevin Adams is really going to have to take a hard look. I think the owner has to take the harder look. I think the owner has to take a harder look at what is going on with his franchise. I know that he and Kevin Adams have this father-son relationship type relationship, but are you signing Casey Middlestad or are you trading him away? Uh, trading him away. I agree with that. I agree with that. And this has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the abilities of Casey. I think he's come a long way in his time here in in Buffalo. I, I just believe that when you construct a team, I think there needs to be a different style third line center, whether you want to call him a third line center or a second line center, whatever you want, Dylan cousins and, and, and Tage Thompson are going to be your two top line centers moving forward. Now you need a third line center. 
he's going to be a little bit different than Casey. Is that Peyton Krebs? Does Peyton Krebs have the ability to step into that role? Because you look at how Peyton Krebs, he's always been a very skilled hockey player when he came from the Western Hockey League and and and, and he was a first-round draft pick. And he's played in this organization here in Buffalo for the last couple of years, but he's played as a fourth-line checking energy guy. Can Peyton Krebs step up into a third-line yeah, role? Okay. Well, I mean, is he a third-line center? He's not what I want in a third-line center, but I'd rather give Peyton Krebs a shot at 900000 or a million or a million and a half, whatever he's making, than have to pay Casey Five and a half plus six, six plus five and a half. Oh my okay. god, Casey's that's, looking at seven minimum. Fucking see, ya. that's what he wants. He he wants to get paid like, uh, you know. How do you know that? Have you been? Told I don't. That? I don't. I I would think that Casey Middlestat would be looking for um, to be compensated in between six and seven million. I don't know those numbers. I have not heard from anybody about those numbers. This is only me giving my hypothetical that I would imagine Casey's going to come in around six to $7 million a year. And I just don't think that as much as I think Casey's a heck of a hockey player, I think that we, we are, if we were using him as trade bait, we're, we're using a 25 turning 26 year old hockey player that is going to be coming into the prime of his life in the game. Well, and I think that it could be a, a huge bargaining chip. There are some angry people on this, on this thread here. I'm sure they are. I honestly believe that this hockey team could be turned around real quick, but there needs to be multiple moves to this roster to, to make that possible it's probably not it's not happening this year because there's too many moves that need to happen in order to get this thing right looking for a night out maybe go watch a game at a bar maybe even have a nice fancy dinner who knows i might even get crazy and play some bets while i'm at it And there's only one place to do all that. Only at Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. You can hit up Stick Sports Bar and Grill, grab an unbelievable steak at the Western Door, gamble at the casino, or even place some bets at the sports book. All in one location at Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Time now for a crash course presented by Salino Law. Car crash call Salino. 888-888-8888. Eight. How many players do you realistically see the Sabres trading away at the deadline? I mean, if you think about the rumors going on, if you do Oposo and Gergensen's, that's two. E. Eric Johnson, that's three. Those are obvious ones. Victor Casey, Olsen is four. Casey Middlestat's five. There's no real rush on Casey. That's what everybody needs to realize is I I, I definitely could see Casey Middlestat being more of a summertime uh, trade. It's going, it's, it's, uh, if there is dialogue happening between teams, it's going to take some time because this is going to be a significant trade. Casey Middlestat's 25 years old. Um, he's going to need a new contract, but he's also, he has two years of restricted free agency left so 
I don't think Kevin Adams is in any pressure situation to trade Casey. So I think it's going to be a summertime um, trade. Victor Olofsson, I could see Kyle Oposo, but that's going to depend on what Kyle wants to do because I think Kevin will grant him that, whether uh, Kyle wants the opportunity to, to play play for a cup. Um, Zemgus Gergensen. Which, which, why wouldn't, which why wouldn't he? I you know, listen. Funny, I I, mean, I, uh, I was talking to Kyle last year after the Ryan Miller um, night, and um, he, I mean, the conversation was so long ago that it, it doesn't even matter. But I didn't even think I didn't even want to bring it up on the show because it, it just it didn't really even need to be discussed. But you know, he he said, and it was it was coming up to the trade deadline because that was in January, and he was like, um, you know, I don't I don't really want to leave. Like I'd like to stay here and kind of see this thing through and and be a part of it and be a part of it next year. And I I think that at the time he could foresee maybe what we all thought could happen this year and, and be a playoff team if things if changes were made and things were done properly. Yes. And I and I admired that from him that he would sacrifice a trip to the playoffs last year so that he could stay here finish this season out as a captain and come back probably this year as the captain of the Buffalo Sabres. That's going to go to the playoffs for the first time in, in a Baker's dozen years. Right. Yeah. But now I think he's got to be looking at this completely differently. I mean, he has to be saying, I, I have like, this could be my last year. I might have another year left somewhere else, maybe back here. I don't know what the plan is for him, but I have to imagine he's got to be looking at this as like, now my clock is officially like it's it hasn't started to tick down. It's winding out. And, yeah, and, and and maybe just being part of a of a good team here in Buffalo isn't enough to hang his hat on anymore. I think it would depend on the team that he would have the opportunity to play for. Would would be well, no a question. big part of the the decision, right? No question. You know, if he gets traded to uh, the Islanders that are making a playoff push. That's different than get getting traded to the Boston Bruins or the Rangers le- or the Panthers chance. or yeah. one of those teams. Yes. Yes. You know, Kyle's played a long time. He's played a long time in this league. He's had a lot of success over 600 points. He's had um, played, played his thousands game this year, which I think I know means a lot to any one of those players that hit a thousand. That's just mind blowing when you actually, think back of how much you have to endure over the course of playing a thousand games in this league. So, you know, like I said before, I don't know what's going to happen with Kyle. Uh, I think that Kyle is going to have those discussions with Kevin and it ultimately, I think Kevin is the type of person and GM that uh, in this, in this instant, I think he would allow Kyle to say yay or nay to a certain trade opportunity or maybe just not wanting to be traded at all. So um we'll just we'll have to we'll have to to wait and see. I would I would I would definitely think that Eric Johnson is going to be moved. I think any any team that's trying to win a Stanley Cup bringing in a pedigree of of Eric Johnson who's already won a Stanley Cup, who's been in the league a very long time. I think uh, I think he'll be he'll be moved for sure. But listen, I mean, there's there could be a lot more moves. There are a lot more tinkering. 
um, with this roster than than what we're speaking of right now. Yeah, so, I, 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 because listen. something needs to change. And again, I'm going to say this: if Kevin is serious about making this team better, these trades have to be made this year so these players can come in, you get acclimated, they can experience that Buffalo is a great hockey town, that they can get settled in a place so that and these are and these trades that I'm talking about are pieces for not just next year, but for two years, three years down the road. Guys with term, you don't need draft picks anymore. We've had enough of those. We need some players. It'll be very interesting to see if Kevin Adams is capable of pulling those trades off. There's a lot of pressure on Kevin right now. Here's the thing. The pressure is now mounting, but it's mounting because I don't believe he made the right move by not making this team stronger last year at this time or, or in the summertime. Um, now you've waited. The team has um, not been a colossal failure. They've not. No, it's moved. colossal. 27 games, had, 27 games left. They're done. I understand that, but you know, it's not the season that the Sabres wanted. The players wanted, the management wanted. And there needs to be change here. There has to be some change. But I will tell you that they have some excellent pieces to to build this around. And it's going to be interesting to see what Kevin feels, what his his staff feels is the right moves to to help this team drive itself in the right direction. The more and more we go forward with the team, know, thinking that the team is going to get better, what we're doing is we're now just getting older. And what is Dylan Cousins what is Dylan Cousins gained this year that he didn't gain last year? Just more losing. He hasn't gained anything. You know, Don Granada's going to talk about, you know, they're going through experiences and they're gaining these, you know, no, 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 no. What they're gaining right now is anger. What they're gaining right now is an environment that used to be, even though you were losing, it was a great environment because everybody loved to be there. But now these young players that were 20 and 21, now Dylan Cousins, 23, everybody's getting older. Rasmus Dahlin's 23, turning 24. They yeah, do not well. want to lose. And right now, the team is not constructed properly. Either that or the coaching is not up to standard. Because again, we just lost to the Anaheim Ducks, the third worst team in the league at home. And you can sit there and talk and say, you know what? We had 27 scoring chances to their 12. And we had, uh, how many shots did they have? 40 shots? Lots of positives. Lots, Lots of, stuff of to positives. But just like one of the media members says, I don't give a shit about shots and scoring chances. It's a it's a winning league. This is a winning league. Period. They are literally the third worst team in the league. Not by much. It'll be a fun ending of the season to watch 
the buildup towards the trade deadline to see what is happening behind the scenes. It is, it's as much as the team has, has faltered and has not lived up to expectations. To me, there's, there's a lot of uh, key pieces on this team, even players that are not even on this team, the Oslins, the Coolidge, the Savoys, players of this nature are not even in the lineup. These guys, are they going to be used for trade bait? Are these guys going to be I bet used some of them are to make this so. team? I bet. I honestly think I bet some of them are hoping so. Well, and that's part of the problem is that you have players probably drafted that don't even want to be here. I bet there's a handful of cutter goches. They just don't want to say it. Don't know if that's the case, but there is a there there is a strong nucleus of players here that want to be here now. It's build it, not just put a oh, hockey yeah. team on the ice. That'll do it for Crash Course presented by Salino Law. Car crash, call Salino, 888 888 8888.